episode 69 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and once again, co-hosting this week with me in place of Tom is uh, Jay Cluett of the Deep Blue Sea Podcast. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Happy to be here. All right. And our guest this week, Don Wistens, the author of the Great Escape Location website. Welcome back, Don. Thank you. This minute begins with Mac saying no-go. And goes all the way until Hiltz calls for Roger. He calls Roger and Mac crazy for thinking of such a plan. Again, we continue the conversation from yesterday, where they're still trying to find a way to get Hiltz to tell them what's 500 yards behind those trees. He basically says, they, basically, Max first says that we've tried all the goons and and nobody's willing to tell us anything. So that, that's also a strange thing because you know. As Henley is supposedly this amazing scrounger who, we, as we discussed earlier this week, has, has been able to get lots and lots and lots of fabrics. He can't find out where, you know, he can't find out what's what's nearby. Werner's not going to give him a little bit of information. He's not going to, you know, smoke a cigarette with him and say, you know, how far is it to the train station from here or whatever it is that he might be trying to find. Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned it yesterday. Like, this is got to be tricky information to to wheedle out somebody because you could bring out like oh how did you appear how did you get how did your train ride but they probably I, I imagine the guards sleep on site they probably have uh, kind of guards quarters in the barrack in the camp somewhere well, so well as we know when 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 he gets Werner's wallet so we we see that Werner has a ticket to to a place that's I think about 500 miles away a one-way ticket so <laughs> no but I'm, I, my assumption is is as you said you're right I mean they, the guards are sleeping there yeah. They they still you know get they have leave they get to go visit their families if they send them to the the Russian front they need to know how to get there also you know yeah true <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah I, I can I can for for something that's difficult to find out I can see this as being uh, uh, tricky yeah uh, yeah that's true you know Roger continues by saying that we need to know the exact position of the local town. Yeah, the main roads, police stations, military roadblocks. Exactly. How to get to the railway station. Yeah. Right. Well, the roadblocks, uh, the roadblocks is an interesting thing to ask about because that's something that you think would be changing uh, daily, if not hourly. Absolutely. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not, okay, where's where's the uh, the, the regular roadblock on uh, Route 46, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's more of that might not just be about locations. It could be like the types of roadblocks they have nearby. Because if it's, I, I have no knowledge of what, of what kind of roadblocks they could be, but if there are different variations, if they're more heavily armored ones or ones that are easier to get around, then that, that's that's useful information to know the types of things they'd be up against, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. Now, did you notice that that, that Roger keeps pointing at every single thing that he mentions? Uh, Richard Ambarrow, you know, at every single thing that he mentions, he points and points and points and points. I, I think I counted that he pointed six times uh, throughout, you know, just just by saying what, what he needs to to get, you know. Yeah, on, a, on a, like an imaginary map, because he moves his finger as well, because like the road map, I think. Yeah, that's true. Roger continues by saying, well, when, when we get through the wire, oh, sorry, that that's what uh, Hilt says. When, when I get through the wire, I'm not going to be sitting there making maps for you guys. And I'm going to be so far away, you won't even hear me if they're shooting at me with howitzers. Uh, <laughs> first of all, that's pretty cocky. You know, uh, as, as we discussed yesterday, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the middle of Poland. You know, he, he's got a, a, a nice long journey to go to try to get to Switzerland, which is obviously what's, what, what's in his plan. 
he's he's pretty methodical. He knows what he wants. He's he's like, all right, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get to Switzerland somehow, hopefully with a motorcycle. I mean the 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 script also discusses a certain point, not here. It's in a different scene that was cut out of the movie where he talks with a with with a uh, Nazi motorcycle uh, driver about his motorcycle and tries to one up him about uh, you know that he has a better motorcycle. I can sort of understand why it was in the script in the first place, but I can also understand why they cut it. So, I looked up howitzers, how far away you can hear a howitzer, and apparently it's about 180 miles. So, wow. that's well within Poland still. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, actually, I, I did two routes of this, because my initial research was trying to find out how loud a howitzer is, how far we can hear it. I got nothing apart from how loud a howitzer is, which is about 171 decibels. That's if you're standing next to it. Which, in comparison, uh, a jet engine taken off is 150 decibels. Wow. So I looked up how far away you can hear 171 decibels. And it, it relies a lot on the surrounding area. Like if, if you're in a vacuum, well, but sound can travel in it. So if there's nothing, if there's no other sound at all in the world, you can hear 171 decibels, decibels uh, five and a half thousand miles away. Apparently. Uh, okay. Apparently. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever tried that. It's a website called Omni Calculator. I don't know how reliable it is, but that's, that's a long old way. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, how far away from Skycliff? That's Tokyo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't think this is accurate, but that 180 miles, that's still well within Poland, but I think that would be uh, uh, good if he can get that far away overnight. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty true. Yeah, and he, he mentioned the fact that he wants to get the routes to the to the railway station. But I mean, they're going to have two hundred and fifty prisoners all you know clumped together trying to get to the same you know same station all at once. But, I mean, obviously, they, they everyone needs to go different directions. They're not all going to go the same place. That's true. They're expecting him to go out and escape one way, come back, go another way, come back and go another way. <laughs> well, he he is that talented. He is, yeah. He or or maybe the idea is go out one way. Do a quick uh, survey of the area all around, you know, do a 360, and then, you know, quickly turn yourself in. But then he's got to be in the cooler each time. No, you do it once. You go out once, do a 360. Oh, I see. Okay. And then... Uh, Ideally, they want to have, like, eight people escaping and going in a different direction. That would be... Uh... Yeah, but uh, but when you have eight going out, the chances are that, that you know, uh, some of them are going to get shot. And then oh, their, I, their I'm not saying they should have done this. I'm saying ideally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but you got hilts. He's not going to get shot. So yeah, you know. that's not what happened. Exactly. He he basically says you're not going to be able to 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 it, make me do it. But you got an interesting idea. I mean, how many are you actually trying to get out? <laughs> so they they finally tell him that they're going for a whole two fifty. Now I two hundred fifty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my favorite line of the film is "You're crazy. You ought to be locked up." You too. I I just love it. They're in prison. They've been locked up. There is no even nod to... Like, I, just, I love that lot. No, but it says something about his mindset that he doesn't feel that he's locked up. You know, in his mind, he's free. Because he's able to, you know, get out and, you know, spend spend all the time in the cooler. Yes, that's true, yeah. Although, when he... I feel like he probably feels he's more locked up, locked up now than when he's in the cooler. When you say the cooler is his bunk, is where he sleeps. That's true. Uh, uh, but he's got his own room. This is only temporary. This is only a phase for him. He's, he knows he's not going to be in 
incarcerated for that much longer, he'll, he'll be out soon. But yeah, I, he doesn't feel locked up. He just feels like this is a, a momentary setback, and then he's off on his way. Again. Yeah. So, Dan, what other locations uh, have have you visited? Well, in that link into the train station, um, just south of the Bavaria Studios, um, is if I can pronounce it, Geidenstaden. Um but the it was supposed to be uh, Neustrasch, which must be in Poland. So the location was about a mile away, and um, it's now derelict. So I've been there, and um, what you see in the film is what you'll see in its dereliction. Uh, everything is taken away. Um, it's interesting that Steve McQueen actually is there in a shot. Um, just seeing how the film is going on because that's where all the characters meet, don't they? Um, James Coburn, Donald Pleasant, uh, Richard Attenborough, and the others. Um, yeah, but but Hilt isn't there at the train station. Hilt is not obviously there because he's yeah. in the cooler. Yeah. But he, uh, Steve McQueen was actually on site watching the filming going on. But uh, again, it's a location that you worked out where it was to the. Um, to the process of how you do the film, how you do filming, you can't be hundred miles away to do that scene. Right. It had to be somewhere, and so it was, it was uh, discovered, and it was a sort of wow experience uh, to come across it. Uh, as I say, any of your listeners that go there, it still exists uh, in in format in buildings. It's just that the uh, railway uh, furniture has disappeared, and the train still goes through. Um, but it's interesting that it, uh, the iconic image that we have of that part of the film, it can still be located in 2021. Wow. Okay, now when, when you went to go visit all these places, I mean, you, you mentioned that you did it during your summer break or whatever, but, but how much time was the trip each time? I mean, did you do it for, was it a week trip, a two-week trip, a month? I mean, how much time do you, did you and the whole yeah. group spend? My, my teaching background is, um, I have a teaching background, which means I have holidays in August. Mm-hmm. And so I would take a week. So I would drive, no, I would fly, um, so sorry, for, the, for five years, from 2012 to 2017, I drove the first year with friends and then flew the rest of the years. And I went down for a week. So if there was um, a scene I wanted to locate, I'd specifically go to that area and try and find it. And the one I, the one that is uh, the money shot one is the hay bale scene. And the hay bale scene is where they, uh, Donald Pleasant and James Garner, jump off the um, train and roll down the embankment mm-hmm. and then hop up behind a hay bale. Yes. And the only clue you can get is that there's... And that church belongs to um, Market Schwaben, which is where James Coburn uh, stole the bike. And then I found a poster. And when I... Or online. And when you opened up the poster, it was a sort of multi-scene of a hay bale, but also two Germans with Steve McQueen uh, from when... Ives climbed the fence in the camp and was shot. Mm-hmm. And Hilch tried to do something, didn't he? And the, the Germans kick him or put him to ground or whatever. 
Yeah, one, that, of them, one of them jabs him in the, the stomach with the there's a poster out there, Rob, that has this scene. And when you look at the skyline beyond to the left of the hay bale, there's a hexagonal building. And so one located that hexagonal building to be in Market Swabben. So the hay bale scene was filmed in a field near Market Swabben. Um, so, yes, over a period of five years, those really rare locations um, I've discovered. The other one was where the plane crashed uh, with Donald Pleasant and James Coburn. Um, James Garner. James Garner. They were sworn to secrecy. Nobody was to know where that location was. And word of mouth, we were told about it. So on the way back to Munich to get to fly home, we found this um, this location where um, Donald Pleasant gets shot as he comes out the aeroplane and James Garner sort of cuddles him and then the soldiers arrive and then there's a sort of iconic church in the mm-hmm. background. So that was, that was one of the last locations that I found. So over a five-year period, having found them all, I go back to uh, Germany to meet the people that I that I met over those five year period, and at the same time walk the walk because Fusen, Fronten are very pleasant areas, and there's just a sense of place about it because McQueen walked the walk, and it's my interest in Steve McQueen that takes me back to that area. Um, and if I can find any anomaly locations, you know, that's an additional thing. But I, I would say I've found all of them. How many, how many locations have you found in total? Well, as you go through this podcast, um, I would say everyone that you um, you highlight, really. Um, I don't know. I mean, whatever location you see in that film, I've stood oh, there. Wow, that's really good. That's great. Do either of you have anything else to say about this minute? Jay? No, just I just I just this is some of Steve McQueen's best work in this minute. Uh, just the exasperation. Of it. 250. I, I I love it all. A terrific guy just walking down the road. He's, he's having a lot of fun. He's fun to watch. Uh, he's this, this could be a very uh, very kind of dry scene of just you know, these three guys sat or stood around a table. But I I love the the emotion in it, the entertainment value of everything. Uh, it's it's like, Again, this is mostly, there's a lot of like single takes in here, him just moving around the room, which I like. Everyone's doing great work here. It's, all, it's, just, it's just fun to watch. Great. It's fun to watch. So, Don, do you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, if you go to my website, www.thegreatescapelocations.com, I have my email address there, and uh, if you write to me, email me, I'll respond. All right, great. And Jay, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LifeVSFilm or on Instagram at jaycluet, J-A-Y-C-L-U-I-T-T. Um, yeah, or again, Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, we're covering Deep Blue Sea chapter by chapter. Excellent. And to get in touch with us, you can uh, visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. You can visit us on Twitter, Great Escape MXM. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. And uh, our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. Till tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho. Tally ho. Tally ho.